Welcome to this live podcast on Twitch, where you can find the news from the research industry that how our researcher keep on researching on various topics and domains, as well as to keep our uh, uh, lifestyle better and useful, of course. And yes, this podcast. Sorry. This article posted on our website named postscientist.com. If you are willing to check it out, please check it out. Otherwise, listening to this podcast will be enough for you guys as it acts like an archive on the daily basis providing in the information from the research industry. So let's get started without wasting any further time. Okay. The first topic of the day. Western wildfire spark stronger storms in downwind states hmm okay interesting a new study shows for the first time that wildfires burning in west coast states can strengthen storms in downwind states heat and tiny airborne particles produced by western wildfire distinctly intensify severe storms in some cases bringing baseball size hail heavier rain and flashing flooding to states like colorado Warming, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, and the Dakotas. Typically, western wildfires and storms in the central U.S. are separated by seasons, as blaze begin earlier each year. However, two, uh, the two events now strike closer together. Earth scientist Jim and Fan elevated fellow at the Department of Energy Pacific Northwest National Laboratory began investigating a relationship between the two phenomena when uh, she noticed the West 2018 wildfires overlapped with storms in the central U.S. She found that both events occurred simultaneously for a week. Looking further, Fan found it was the first time these storms and wildfires had concurred in 20 years where storm lasted over four days. I thought maybe there was some kind of connection there, said Fan who led the new study. Her uh, team used data describing the storm, hailstones and rain levels, as well as the fire and smoke plumes to explore a possible mechanism behind the connection. The group used weather models to track heat and smoke particles to explore how the fires could remotely influence weather. We need to be careful informed and informed, said Fan. Of course, the more you, uh, we understand about the contributing factors behind storms like this, which cause massive property loss, the better we will be able to prepare for them. And as we look at the future climate, we know wildfires will uh, increase, particularly in the West. Severe storms in the central U.S. are also projected in, uh, to increase, fan added. Therefore, it is... Re- Reasonable to expect that these co-occurring events would happen more frequently and the impact of western wildfires on central storms may become increasingly important in the future. Smoky uh, skies, stronger storms, what's behind the relationship? Let's begin with fires raging in the western US. As they burn, these fires release incredible levels of heat. Some of these blazes, for example, warmed the fire area. 10 or 40 times hotter than typical background temperatures in July. They also release blowing blowing smoke particles like called aerosols that heat creates a strong difference in air pressure. 
near the falls air pressure is high in the shawmi central us air pressure is generally lower as high pressure builds near the fall the surrounding air flow uh, flows towards lower pressure air strengthening wind that already flows west to east those stronger westerly winds then carry smoke and soils from western to central states along their journey the winds pick up and carry atmospheric moisture to now uh, transported into storm brewing above uh, the central us the greater concentration of moisture and aerosols kicks off a series of storm strengthening reactions like water droplets falling on the needles of a redwood tree the aerosol provides provide extra surface area on which water vapor can condense as the water condenses it releases heat this added heat provides energy that sends in storms when a storm is sufficiently strong uh, the condensed water droplets freeze and start to form hail stones inside the storm strong uh, updraft repeatedly lift the hail stones up every second a hail stone spins inside the storm is, is another moment it can collect more cooled water droplets creating a bigger and bigger hail stone like string after string added to a ball of twine once uh, the stones uh, grow too heavy to be lifted by the strong updraft they drop down dealing damage to crops building cars and occasionally people Lo- uh, local wild fires in the central us also strengthen the same storm according to the study but to a less significant degree those wildfires are much weaker than their western counterparts fans group plans to look for similar connection in other regions the findings could help inform future severe weather forecasts said yun's wing zhang first author of the new study and a postdoc in fans research team The cost of the storm we studied exceeded $100 million in damage, said Zhang. If we know that a distant wildfire contributed to stronger storms, that information could bring about better projections, which might help avoid some degree of destructions. The car fire, which claimed a quarter of a million acres in California, and the Mendocino sorry. complex fire which dealt 257 dollars million in damage and burned 280 structures in the same state hmm. hail in a changing climate many areas in the united states will see increased wildfires that means more aerosols from wildfire will be lofted into the at uh, earth atmosphere and influence climate in ways that scientists are working to understand in addition to announcing severe storms through world wild fires how will the warming climate directly affect severe weather particularly storms that produce hail in a separate study published in the journal earth future fan explored how climate change could alter hail storms in the central us fan found that some storms are sensitive to climate change resulting in, in more frequent large hail while other storms don't hold the uh, that same sensitivity those sensitive storms are associated with a large scale weather pattern which is different from the from that of the storms insensitive to a changing climate by linking the impact of climate change on hail storm to the easier to model large scale weather or patterns this study advances our knowledge of hail storm 
predictability with important implication for risk management fancied pnnl authors of the study on western world fraud influencing central us stocks including fansang and manish shrivastav cameron homeyard of the university of oklahoma as well as yon wang and john snifield of the california institute of technology are also authors pnl authored of the study on the response of hailstorm to anthropogenic climate change include fan zhang zhengwen wang jung hung jung zhun dong chan xun zong zhang yun li and zi fang rebecca adams cilian of risk atmospheric and environmental research in lansington massachusetts is also an contributing author the paper was published monday october 17 in the journal proceeding of the national academy of science okay moving on towards next topic discovery could dramatically narrow search for space creatures hmm an earth like planet orbiting an m dwarf the most common type of stars in the universe appears to have no atmosphere at all this discovery could cause a major shift in the search of life on other planets because m dwarf are are so ubiquitous this discovery means a large number of planets orbiting these stars may also lack atmospheres and therefore are unlikely to harbor living things the work that led to the revelation revelations because of oh, sorry about the no atmosphere planet named g gj 1252b are detailed in the astrophysical journal letters this planet orbits its stars twice during the course of a single day on earth It is slightly larger than Earth, and it is much closer to its stars than Earth is to the Sun, making GJ 1252b intensely hot as well as inhospitable. The pressure from the star radiation is immense enough to blow a planet atmosphere away," said Michael Hill, UC Riverside astrophysicist and study co-author. Earth. also loses some of its atmosphere over time because of the sun but volcanic emissions and other carbon cycling processes make the loss barely noticeable by helping re- replenish what is lost however in great great proximity to a star a planet cannot keep replenishing the amount being lost in our solar system this is the fate of a mercury it does uh, have an atmosphere but one that is extremely thin made up of atom blasted off its surface by the sun the extremely heat of the planet causes this atom to escape into space to determine that gj 1252b lacks an atmosphere astronomer measured infrared radiation from the planet as its light was obscured during a secondary eclipse This type of eclipse occurs when a planet passes behind a star and the planet's light as well as light reflected from its star is blocked. The radiation revealed the planet's scorching daytime temperature estimated to reach 2242 degrees Fahrenheit, so hot that gold, silver and copper would all melt on the planet. The heat could the heat coupled with assumed low surface pressure led the researcher to believe there is no atmosphere even with a tremendous amount of carbon dioxide which traps heat the researcher concluded gj 1252b 
would still not be able to hold on to an atmosphere the planet could have 700 times more carbon than earth has and it still wouldn't have an atmosphere it would build up initially but the taper off and erode away said stephen kane ucr astrophysicist and study co-author M-dwarf stars tend to have more flares and activity than the Sun, further reducing the likelihood that planets closely surrounding them could hold on to their atmosphere. It's possible this planet condition could be a bad sign for planets even further away from this type of stars, Hill said. This is something we will learn from the James Webb uh, Space Telescope, which uh, will be looking at planets like this, of course. Hill's work on the project was supported by a grant from the Future Investigating NASA Earth and Space Science and Technology program. There are 5,000 stars in Earth's solar neighborhood, most of them M-dwarfs. If, even if planets orbiting them can be ruled out entirely, there are still roughly 1,000 stars similar to the Sun that could be habitable if a planet is far enough away from a dwarf it could potentially retain an atmosphere we can't uh, conclude yet that all rocky planets around these stars get reduced uh, to mercury fade hill said i'd remain optimistic oh great man great i mean it's uh it's the it's the necessity to be you know, optimistic uh, to see the theory and also identify the results and uh, sticking to the results uh, till then uh, the the uh, your theory is being proved on i mean that's uh, many of the scientists and researchers keep moving on uh, and focusing on that particular subject or that particular thing so, I mean, it's a great thing, of course. Moving on towards the next topic. An entangled matter wave interferometer, now with double the spookiness. Jilla and NIST fellow James K. Thompson team of researchers have, for the first time, successfully combined two of the spookiest features of quantum mechanics to make a better quantum sensor entanglement between atoms and delocalization of atoms. Einstein originally preferred to entanglement as creating spooky action at a distance the strange effect of quantum mechanics in which what happens to one atom somehow influences another atom somewhere else. Entanglement is at the heart, heart of hoped for quantum computers quantum simulators and quantum sensors. A second rather spooky aspect of quantum mechanics is delocalization, the fact that a single atom can be in more than one place at the same time, as described in the paper recently published in Nature. The Thomson group has combined the spookiness of both entanglement and delocalization to realize a matter wave interferometer that can sense acceleration with a precision that surpasses the standard quantum limit, a limit on the accuracy of an experimental measurement at a quantum level for the first time. By doubling down, on this spookiness, future quantum sensor will be able to provide more precise navigation explored for needed natural resources, more precisely determined fundamental constants such as the fine structure and gravitational constants, look more precisely for dark matter or maybe 
even when they detect gravitational waves generating entanglement to entangle two objects one must typically bring them very very close to each other so they uh, can interact thomson group has learned how to entangle thousand thousand to millions of atoms even when they are millimeters or more apart they do this by using light bouncing between mirrors called an optical cavity to allow the information to jump between the atoms and ignite them into an entangled state using this unique light based approach they have created and observed some of the most highly entangled states ever generated in any system be it atomic photonic or solid state the group designed two different experimental approaches both of which they utilized in their recent work in the first approach called an quantum non demolition measurement the make of pre measurement of of the quantum noise associated with their atom and simply subtract the quantum noise from their final measurement in a second approach light injected into the cavity causes the atom to undergo one axis twisting a process in which the quantum noise of each atom because correlated with the quantum noise of all the other atoms so that they can conspire together to become quieter the atoms are kind of off like kids shushing each other uh, to be quiet so they can hear about the party the teacher has promised them but here's it's the entanglement that does uh, the shushing says thompson matter wave in interferometer one of the most precise and accurate quantum sensor today in the matter wave interferometer the idea is that one uses pulses of light to cause atoms to sun simultaneously move and not move by having both obs- observed and not observed laser light this causes the atoms over the time to simultaneously be in uh, two different places at once as graduate student changi liu explains we shine laser beams on the atoms so we actually split each uh, atom quantum wave packet in two in other words the particle actually exists in two separate spaces at the same time later pulses of laser light then reverse the process bringing the quantum wave packets back together so that any changes in the environment such as acceleration or rotation can be sensed by measurable amount of interference happening to the happening to the two parts of the atomic wave packet much like uh, is done with light fields in normal interferometers but here with debug the waves or waves made of matter the team of chilla graduates figured out how to make all of this work inside of an optical cavity with highly reflective mirrors take a good measure how far the atom fell along the vertically oriented cavity due to gravity in a quantum version of galileo gravity experiment dropping uh, items from the leaning tower of pisa but uh, with all of the benefits of precision and accuracy that come along from quantum mechanics doubling the spookiness by leaning uh, how to uh, operate a matter wave interferometer inside of an optical cavity the team of graduate student led by chang wing liu and graham and greve 
were uh, then able to take advantage of the light matter interactions to create entanglement between the different atoms to make a quieter and more precise measurement of the acceleration due to gravity. This is the first time that anyone has been able to observe a matter wave interferometer with a precision that surpasses the standard quantum limit on precision set by quantum noise of unentangled atoms. Thanks uh, to the enhanced precision, researchers like Liu and Thompson see many future benefits for utilizing entang uh, entanglement as a resource in quantum sensor. Thompson says, I think uh, that one day we will be able to introduce entanglement into matter wave into interferometers for detecting gravitational waves in space or for dark matter searches. Things that probe fundamental physics as well as devices that can be used for everyday applications such as navigation or geodesy. With this momentous experimental advance, Thomson and his team hope that others will use this new entangled interferometer approach to lead uh, to other advances in the field of physics. With optimism, Thomson says, by learning to harness and control all of the spookiness we already know about, maybe we can discover new spooky things about the universe that we haven't even thought of yet. So these are the things, these are the studies given by our scientists and researchers on the uh, quantum mechanics sensors. So, yep. I mean, it's going to be very useful in in the quantum applications and uh, in quantum devices. Okay, moving on towards next topic. Uh, okay, characterizing the cis regulatory evolution of the gene WNTA in nymph phyllid butterflies. A combined team of researchers from Cornell University and the George Washington University has characterized the cis regularity evolution of the gene WNTA in nymphalid butterflies in their study published in the journal Science. The group used a variety of techniques to understand, uh, to better understand how gene regulatory processes in a, in a type of butterfly can allow for both deep homology and speedy adaption to environmental changes. Marine Espeland and Lars Podsia Doloski with Libanus Institute for the Analysis of Biodiversity Change at Museum Kyoing have published a perspective piece in the same journal issue outlining the means by which gene regularity agents plays a major role in the pattern formation of butterfly wings and the work done by the team in this new effort. Prior research has shown that patterns in the appearance of creatures such as butterflies and the structures behind uh, them arise due to the influence of transcriptions, factors and cis regularity elements CRD, but how such factors have evolved is still not very well understood in this new effort. The researchers sought to gain insight into the regularity system that underpin rapidly evolving traits. To learn more about such systems, the researcher conducted a comparative sequence analysis attacks sec on five species of butterflies, focusing specifically on 46 
CREs and the uh, and the WNTA gene. They also use CRISPR knockouts to learn more about the role that the WNTA gene plays in wing color. They found strong evidence that suggests regulatory genetic elements from the deep evolutionary past in NIM. Filled butterflies exert a strong influence on the ways their patterns have developed on their wings. The researcher found that the WNTA gene is a master gene playing a critical role in the development of patterns that appear on butterfly wings. They found that its expression has an impact not just on colors and patterns but on the expression of several other genes located near it in the butterfly DNA and by generating uh, deletions using CRISPR-Cas9 they uh, were able to study the impact of multiple transcription factors and CRE on wing pattern and color. They found multiple changes in one species that were not evident in others suggesting newly evolved CREs that had very quickly become a part of the regularity process. Okay, moving on towards next topic. Navigating when GPS goes dark. Words like tough or rugged are really associated with the quantum inertial sensor. The remarkable scientific instrument can measure motion a thousand times more accurately than the device that help navigate today's missiles, aircraft and drones by but its delicate table size array of components that includes a complex laser and vacuum system has largely kept the technology grounded and confined to the control setting of a lab. Jungmin Ling wants to change that. The uh, the atomic physicist is a part of a team of Sandyar that envisions quantum inertial sensors as revolutionary onboard navigational aids. If the team can re-engineer the sensor into a compact, rugged device, the technology could safely guide vehicles where GPS signals are jammed or lost. In a major milestone toward realizing their vision, the team has successfully built a cold uh, atom interferometer, a cold component of quantum sensor designed to be much smaller and tougher than typical lab setups. The team described the prototype in the academic journal Nature Communications, showing how to integrate several normally separated components into a single monolithic structure. In doing so, they reduced the key component of a system that existed on a large optical table down to a sturdy package roughly the size of a shoebox. Very heavy sensitivity has been demonstrated in the lab, but the practical matters are for real-world applications that people need to shrink down the size, weight and power and then overcome various issues in a dynamic environment, Jung Min said. The paper also described our roadmap for further mm, miniaturizing the system using technology under development, the prototype funded by Sandia Laboratory Director Research and Development Program demonstrates significant strides towards moving advanced navigation tech out of the lab and into vehicles on the ground, underground, in the air, and even in space. Ultra sensitive measurement and drive navigational power as a jet d- uh, does a better role through the sky. 
Current onboard navigation tag can measure the aircraft tilts and turns and acceleration to calculate its position without GPS. For a time, small measurement errors gradually push a vehicle off course unless its periodical uh, sinks with the center, uh, with the satellite. Jongmin said quantum sensing would operate in the same way, but the much better accuracy would mean onboard navigation wouldn't need to cross-check its calculation as often. Reducing reliance on satellite system, Roger Ding, a postdoctoral research who worked on the project, said, in principle, there are no manufacturing variation in calibration compared to conventional sensor that can change over time and need to be recalibrated. Add-on Eisen, the lead engineer on the project, said, to prepare the atom inter- Parameter for a dynamic environment, he and his team used used material proven in extreme environments. Additionally, additionally, parts that are normally separate and freestanding were integrated together and fixed a uh, place in and fiction plays or were built with manual lockout mechanism. A monolithic structure having a few bolt voltage interfaces as possible was key to creating a more rugged atom interferometer structure, Aaron said. Furthermore, the team used industry standard calculation called finite element analysis to predict that any deformation of the system in conval- con conventional environments would fall within required allowances. Scindia has not conducted mechanical streets, stress attach or field test on the new design, so further research is needed to measure the device strength. strength. The overall small compact design naturally leads towards a stiffer, more robust structure, Aaron said. Photonics light the way to a more miniaturized system. Most modern atom interferometer experiment use a system of laser mounted to a large optical table for stability reason Roger said. Sandia device is comparatively compact, but the team has already come up with further design improvement to make the quantum sensor much smaller using integrated photonic technologies. There are uh, there are tens or two hundreds or elements that can be placed on a chest smaller than a penny, said Peter Strindwit, the principal investigator on the project and an expert in quantum sensing. Photonic devices such as laser or optical li- fiber use light to perform useful work and integrated devices include many different elements. Photonics are used widely in telecommunications and ongoing research is making them smaller and more versatile. With further improvement, Peter thinks the space and interferometer needs could be as little as a few liters. His dream is to make one the size of a soda can. In the paper, the Sandia team outlined a future design in which most of the laser setup is replaced by a single photon integrated circuit. Uh, about 8 millimeters of each side integrating the optical components into a circuit would, uh, would not only make an atom interferometer smaller, it would also make it more rugged by fixing the components in place. While the team can't do this yet, 
many of the photonic technology they need are currently in development at Sandia. This is a viable path to a highly miniaturized system, Roger said. Meanwhile, Jongmin said integrated photonic circuits would likely lower cost and improve scalability for further for future manufacturing. Sandia has shown an ambitious vision for the future of quantum sensing in navigation, Jongmin said. Okay. Moving on towards next topic. Fully matured hair false oil grown in cultures. Okay, let's see. A team of researchers from Japan studying the, the process of hair false oil growth and hair pigmentation has successfully generated hair fossils in cultures. Their in vitro hair fossil model adds to understanding of hair fossil development which could contribute to development of useful applications in treating hair loss disorders, animal testing and drug screening. The f- their findings were published in Science Advances on October 21st as an embryo develops in t- Interaction occurred between the outer layer of skin called the epidermal layer and the connective tissue called mesenchyme. This interaction were kind of like a messenger system to trigger hair fossil morphogenesis. Morphogenesis is the process in an organism where the cells are organized into tissue and organs. During the last several, de- uh, several decades, scientists have explored the crucial mechanism related to a hair development using animal models because fully understanding this mechanism for hair fossil development remains challenging hair fossil morphogenesis has not been successfully reproduced in a laboratory culture dish more recently organoid culture have received widespread attention organoids are tiny simple version of an organ scientists produce and use them to study tissue and organ development and pathology in a laboratory culture fish organoids were a promising tool to elucidate the mechanism in hair fossil morphogenesis in vitro say tutso uh, kangiyama an assistant professor with the faculty of engineering at yokohama national university the research team fabricated hair fossil organoids by controlling the structure generated from the two types of embryonic cell using quite a low concentration of extracellular matrices. The extracellular matrix in the framework in the body to provide structure of, of for cell and tissue. The extracellular matrix adjusts to the spacing types between the two types of embryonic cells from a dumbbell shape to a core shell configuration. Newly formed hair fossils with a typical feature emerge in core shell shaped groups. These core shell shaped groups increase the contact area between a two cell region to enhance the mechanism that contribute to hair fossil growth. The organized culture system where the research team developed generated hair fossil and hair shafts with almost 100% efficiency, the hair fossil organoids produce fully matured hair fossil with hair, long hair shaft, approximately 3 mm length on 23 days of culture. As this growth occurred, the research uh, could monitor hair fossil morphogenesis and hair pigmentation in vitro and understand the signaling pathway involved in the process. The research examined the feasibility of hair fossil organoids for drug screening and regenerative medicine. They then added a melanocyte 
stimulating drug that plays a key role in producing hair color pigmentation into the culture medium with the addition of this drug the researchers significantly improved the hair pigmentation of the hair like fibers furthermore by transplanting the hair fossil organoids they achieved efficient hair fossil regeneration with repeating hair cycles the believe uh, the in of uh, vitro hair fossil model could uh, prove valuable for better understanding of hair fossil induction for evaluating hair pigmentation and hair growth drugs and for regenerating hair fossils the research finding could also prove to be relevant to other organ systems and contribute to the understanding of how psychological and pathological processes develop looking ahead to future research the team plans to optimize the organoid culture system with human cells our next step is to use cells from human origin and apply for drug development and regenerative medicine said junji fukuda a professor with the faculty of engineering at yokohama national university their future research could eventually open up new research avenues for the development of fresh treatment strategies for hair loss disorders such as androgenic alopecia that is common in both men and women so these are the thing these are the study identified by uh, my researchers about the mature hair fossil growth in the cells of uh, right in cultures yes moving on to our next topic a clear definition and classification taxonomy for safety crush critical self adaptive robotic system Okay, let's see. It's going to be an AI topic. Let's so understand it. Robotic systems are said to be introduced in a wide range of real-world settings, ranging from roads to malls, offices, airports, and healthcare facilities. To perform consistently well in these environments, however, robots should be able to cope well with uncertainty, adapting to unexpected changes in their surrounding. environment while ensuring the safety of nearby humans robotic system uh, that can autonomously adapt to uncertainty in, si- in situation where humans could be endangered or referred to as safety critical self adaptive systems while many robotics have been trying to develop these systems and improve their performance a clear and general theoretical framework that defines them is still lacking researchers at university of victoria in canada have recently carried out a study aimed at clearly uh, delineating the notion of a safety critical self adaptive system the paper pre published on rzf provides a valuable framework that could be used to classify these systems and tell them apart from other robotic solutions self adaptive systems have been studied extensively simon diamond and jens weber wrote in their paper This paper pro- uh, proposes a definition of a safety critical self-adaptive system, and then describes a taxonomy for classifying adaptions into different types based on their impact on the system safety and the system safety case. The key objective of the work by Dermot and Weber was to formalize the idea of safety critical self-adaptive systems so that it can be better understood by robotics. Uh, robotics. To do this, the researcher first proposed some clear definition for two terms namely safety critical self adaptive system and safe adaptation according to their definition uh, to 
be a safety critical server data system a robot uh, should meet uh, three key criteria firstly it should satisfy vn's external principle of adaptation which basically means that it should be able to autonomously handle changes and uncertainty in this environment as well as the system itself and its goal to be safety critical and self adapted the system should also satisfy vn's internal principle of adaptation which suggests that it should internally evolve and adjust its behavior according to the changes it experiences it to do this it should be compromised comprised of a managed system and a ma- and a managing system in this framework the managed system performs primary system function while the managing system adapts to the managed system over time finally the managed system should be able to aff- effectively tackle safety critical function that is complex action that if performed poorly could lead to incidents and adverse events the researcher definition of safe adaptation on the other hand is based on two key ideas these are uh, these are that the managed component of a robotic system is responsible for any accidents in the environment while the managing component is responsible for any changes uh, to the managed system configuration based on uh, these two notion diamond and weber define safer adaptation follows a safe adaptation option is an adaptation adaptation option that when applied to the managed system does not result in or contribute to the managed system reaching a hazardous state the researcher wrote in the paper a safe adaptation action in a is an adaptation action that while being ex- executed does not result in or contribute to the occurrence of a hazard it follows that a safe adaptation is one where all adaptation option and adaptation action are safe to better delineate the meaning of the safe adaptation what distinguish it for it from any other form of adaptation diamond and weber also devised a new taxonomy that could be used to classify different adaptation performed by self adaptive system this uh, taxonomy specifically focuses on the safety or hazards associated with different adaptations the taxonomy expresses criteria for classification and then discusses specific criteria that the safety case for the self adaptive system must satisfy depending on the type of adaptation performed diamond and weber wrote in the paper each type in the taxonomy is illustrated using the example of a safety critical self adaptive water heating system the taxonomy delineated by diamond and weber classify adaptation performed by self adaptive robotic or computational system into four board four broad uh, category refer uh, to as a type 0 non interface type 1 static uh, insurance type 2 constraint insurance and type 3 dynamic insurance each of these adaptation categories is, is associated with specific rules and characteristics the recent work by this team of researchers could guide future studies focusing on the development of self adaptive system designed to operate in safety critical conditions ultimately 
it uh, could be used to gain a better understanding of the potential of these systems for different real-world impli implementations. The next step for this line of injury is to validate the proposed taxonomy to demonstrate that it is capable of uh, classifying all types of safety-critical self-adaptive systems that the ob obligations imposed by the taxonomy are appropriate using a combination of systematic literature reviews and case studies. Demart and Weaver conclude in their paper. I mean, they deserve it, so, yep. Moving on towards next topic. Sending 1.84 petabits of data per second via fiber optic cable over a distance of 7.9 kilometers. A team of researchers with members from several institutions in Denmark, Sweden, and Japan has developed a, a means of sending 1.84 petabyte bits uh, of data per second via a fiber optic cable over 7.9 kilometers. The report is published in Nature Photonics as an application used across the internet matured, moving uh, ever larger amount uh, of data has become a critical issue. In this new effort, the researchers have developed a single chip that is capable of handling nearly two pet petabits of data per second. The chips the researcher built and demonstrated is based on, on the use of photonics rather than electronics to transfer huge amounts of data quickly. They added technology for the for, to their chip that offers splits and, and an incoming data stream from a laser into three, uh, 37 individual lines that travel across individual threads in a fiber cable. But prior to sending the data, in each of the 37 streams was split into 223 individual chunks of data, each corresponding to a unique part of the optical spectrum. This, uh, the research noted, allowed for uh, the creation of a frequency comb by which data was transmitted in different colors through the fi uh, fiber cable. In addition to transferring huge amounts of data quickly, it also prevents the data stream from interfering with each other. The researcher then put their chip into an optical processing device, which um, they describe as about the size of a matchbox. They describe the result as a massively parallel space and a wavelength multiplexed data transmission system. To test uh, their device, the researcher hooked it up to another device that fed it multiple channels of data. On the uh, other end, the connected uh, of fiber cable that stretched of uh, nearly 8 kilometers, where it met with another device that measured the amount and quality of the data received. The researcher noted that adding their new uh, uh, device to the internet would not require any new transmission media. Uh, the standard fiber Cables currently in use are compatible. Moving on towards next topic. Opioid prescribing uh, after surgery remains the same for censored, but doses are lower, study shows. Hmm. Although there has been no decrease in the number of opioid prescriptions seen or received after surgery, there the doses of those prescriptions are lowered according to a, according to a study of more than a quarter million Canadian patients being presented at the 
anesthesiology 2022 annual meeting while it's good news uh, that the that the uh, doses in opioid precipitations are being reduced the fact that the actual number of opioid precipitations failed have has remained the same shows there is still an opportunity for improvement said nahid uh, jivraj mbbs ms frcpc lead author of the study and a critical care medicine fellow at the university of toronto ontario that's particularly true for a procedure associated with low post uh, operative pain that can be effectively controlled with non opioid medications such as sm uh, smtofon and a non steroidal anti inflammatory drugs ns uh, says while o- opioids can be an important part of pain management after surgery limiting their use including by loading the dose is important since they can cause major side effects and lead uh, to addiction as well as a potential deadly overdose to access the uh, trends in filling pain prescription in the week after surgery the researchers studied the records of 278 uh, 366 patients representing all adults in ontario older than 65 who had one of the 40 surgical procedures between 2013 and 2019 the surgical procedures in the study included th- uh, thyroid removal appendix removal hernia repair laparoscopic or open removal of the gall bladder removal of the po- uh, prostate open heart surgery laparoscopic or open co- uh, colon removal laparoscopic vaginal or abdominal abdominal hysterostomy removal of the breast hip replacement and knee replacement they identified an increase in patient filling non opioid prescription example as in tempion or ensed uh, from 9% in 2013 to 28% in 2019 they found most patient also uh, continued to receive a prescriptions that contain an opioid 76% in 2013 and 75% in 2019 however the dose of the opioid prescription decreased uh, from an average of 317 mme morphine milligram equivalent in 2013 to an average of 260 mme in 2019 Most patients undergoing procedures such as removal of the appendix or thyroid can get pain relief from asemtemnofen uh, or uh, an NSAID. However, few patients who had this procedure failed prescription for those non-opioid alternative researchers noted. Our study highlights how pain management practices are changing after surgery said dr jivraj the increase in senior fill, uh, filling non opioid prescriptions and the lower opioid dose may reflect the development of surgery specific prescribing prescribing guidelines and the increasing use of anthropologists champion enhanced recovery after surgery protocols and other program to focus 
focus on improving patient outcomes moving on to our next topic increase uh, thermogenesis in fat cells during active period of circadian rhythm limits weight gain in mice hmm okay let's see a team of researchers at northwestern university working with a pair of colleagues from the university of texas has found that an increase in thermogenesis in in fat cells during active periods of the daily uh, circadian rhythm can limit weight gain in mice the paper is published in the journal science damian lagrid the lerdens kurtsak kazakh with uh, with the rose uh, rosa lind and morris goodman cancer institute at mcgill university have published a perspective piece in the same journal issue outlining the work by the team on this new effort prior research has shown the overreacting during the inactive phase of the uh circadian rhythm in the mice and humans can lead to higher levels of weight gain likewise adhering to time restricted feeding trf can lead to less weight gain but until now why this happens has not uh, has not been fully understood to learn more about the effects of a high fat diet on mice over phases of the circadian rhythm The, uh, the researcher fed two uh, groups of mice a high fat di- uh, diet one uh, group can fed during uh, the reactive phase when it was dark out and the other was fed during the inactive phase when it was light out they then took a close look at what was occurring in the f- in the fat cells of both groups the researcher found that the mice fed during the inactive phase gained more weight as expected but they also uh, they also learned more about the factor behind such a weight gain one of the biggest was the thermogenesis the process by which heat is generated in the body they found that an increase in thermogenesis in fat cell during the active phase of the circadian rhythm due to the boost in creatine in fat cells was at least partially responsible for restricting weight gain they also found that a zinc fingered protein can block the genes responsible for producing the chemicals that regulate thermogenesis by controlling production of adenosine triphosphate they conclude that their work has helped to explain why trf uh, can play uh, can play such an important role in weight management so these are the studies these are the uh findings given by our researchers as a previously discussed in many of the podcasts that we have started a newsletter providing in the information from the research industry so it's a request uh, to you guys uh, to subscribe to this newsletter and yes i mean we have started an offer to really sorry man really sorry i mean not now it's not the last article Okay, let's see. 
gene correction as a possible therapy for iron shoulder disease okay let's see hereditary primary hemochromatosis is one of the most common inborn errors of metabolism in europe in this disorder also known as iron shoulder disease the body is overloaded with iron the excess iron accumulates in organs and tissues lead to slowly progressive damage to the liver heart pancreas pituitary gland and joints this can lead to changes in the heart muscles cardio myopathies or diabetics mellitus bronchial diabetes and even to scarring of the liver tissues liver crosses and liver cancer the cause is a genetic defect that disrupts the regulation of iron absorption by the mucous membrane of the small intestine a research team led by professor dr mikhail otd and dr simon cross from the department of gastro uh, gastroenterology hepatology and endocrinology at the hanover medical school mhh has now found a way to treat the hereditary disease uh, with the help of target gene correction the work has been published in the journal nature communications control of iron of absorption defective in most cases iron shoulder disease is due to defect in the in the hemochromatosis gene hfe which is located on chromosome 6 says professor ott it also occurs in people who have inherited this defect from both parent daddies who do not have a healthy gene to compensate in more than 80% of those affected a certain change called the c2 uh, c282y mutation is found in both copies of the hfe gene this lead to the replacement of an amino acid that is a protein building block in the hfe protein as a result the hfe protein loses its ability to control iron absorption into the intestinal cells in order to uh, empty the iron stores and normalize the iron concentration in the body patients have to have to accept lifelong femlobotomies uh, Uh, this is stressful and moreover does not work for everyone uh, the hepatologist points out drugs that binds the iron directly in the body and thus neutralize it are also not ideal because of strong side effects cells start repair program the mhh researchers are therefore pursuing a different approach they used the body own repair mechanism to repair the defective hfe gene with the help of crispr cas technology known as gene scissors and an accompanying biotechnological tool they have specifically altered a tiny faculty building block in the mutated hfe gene in technical jargon the procedure is called base uh, editing the special feature of the gene repair the gene scissors but you urge in such a way that they did not simply cut the dna double strand completely at the desired position as in the cl- uh, classical application the double strand break 
always uh, carries a certain risk of unwanted mutations, says the doctor and scientist with base editing. On the other hand, the two signal strands are detached from each other and only one of them is changed. As a result, the cell automatically shorts its natural repair program and incorporates the correct uh, nucleotide in the second strand as well, so that the C282Y mutation disappears in the entire double strand, explained Dr. Cross. Mass model iron levels in the blood drop significantly. The research team investigated this biotechnology trick in the mouse model. With a single injection, the rate of gene correction was 12%. This is a great success because most genetic disease can already be controlled if 5% of the cell have the correct gene, says Dr. Alice Rovi. First author of the study, the iron levels in the blood had already dropped significantly four months after the intervention. In addition, the research uh, expected to see further reduction in iron levels after 12 months. The repair system is sluggish, so it takes time for more liver cells to make the gene correction. But the research team wants more. So far, they have packaged the CRISPR-Cas system with a molecular tool, a so-called viral vector, also known as gene taxi, and administered by injection into mice. In a next step, the researchers want to try to send only the mRNA blueprint for the base editing system, similar to the mRNA vaccine against the SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus. This is safer and more efficient because we can do without the viral vector and possibly increases the success rate to uh, 30 to 40 percent. Dr. Crow says if this uh, succeeds and the application then also works in humans, a single injection could in the future save uh, people suffering uh, severely from hemochromatosis due to liver cancer and organ removal. Injection instead of transplantation, says liver research OTT. In addition, base editing could be a therapeutic option for many congenital disease which cause, whose cause is a single defective gene. Hmm. Okay, moving on towards next topic. Tentacle robot can gently grasp fragile objects. If you have ever played the claw game at an arcade, you know how hard it is to grab and hold onto objects using robotic grippers. Imagine how much more nerve-wracking that game would be if uh, instead of uh, plushed uh, stuffed animals you were trying to grab a fragile piece of endangered and coral or a priceless artifact from a sunken ship. Most of today's robotic grippers rely on embedded sensors, complex feedback loops, or advanced machine learning algorithms combined with the skill of the operator to grasp fragile or irregularly shaped objects. But a researcher from the Harvard John A. Paulson School of Engineering and Appliance Sciences has demonstrated, have demonstrated an easier way 
taking inspiration from nature they designed a new type of soft robotic gripper that uses a collection of thin tentacles to entangle and ensnare objects and similar to how jellyfish collects stewed prey alone individual tentacles or filaments are weak but together the collection of filaments can grasp and securely hold heavy and oddly shaped objects the gripper relies on the simple inflation to wrap around objects and doesn't require sensing planning or feedback control The research was published in the preceding of the National Academy of Science PNAS with this research we wanted to reimagine how we interact with objects said Caitlin Becker former graduate student and postdoctoral fellow at CIS and first author of the paper by taking advantage of the natural uh, compliance of sort of soft robotics and enhancing it with a compliant structure we designed a gripper that is greater than the sum of its parts and grasping strategy that can adapt to a range of complex objects with minimal planning and perception beckard is currently an assistant professor of mechanical engineering at mit the gripper strength and adaptability came from its ability to entangle itself with the object it is attempting to grasp the foot long filaments are hollow rubber tubes one side of the tube has thicker rubber than the other so when the tube is uh, pressurized it curls like a pigtail or like strengthened hair on a rainy day the curls not and entangle with each other and the objects uh, with each entangle increasing the strength of the hold while the collective hold is strong each contact is individually weak and would damage even the most fragile object to release the object the filaments are simply uh depressurized uh the researcher used simulation and experiment to test the efficiency of the gripper picking up a range of objects including various house plants and toys the gripper could be used in real world applications to grow soft fruits and vegetables for agriculture production and distribution delicate issue in medical settings even irregularly Uh, shaped objects in warehouses such as glassware this new approach to grasping combines professor l mahadevan research on the topological mechanics of entangled filaments with professor robert wood research on soft robotic grippers entanglement enables each ha- uh, highly compliant filament to conform to conform locally with a uh, with a target object leading to secure but gentle topological gloss that is relatively independent of the details of the nature of the contact said mahadevan the lola england the welpin professor of applied mathematics in seas and of organisms and evolution in biology and physics falls and co corresponding author of the paper this new approach to robotic grasping complements existing solution for by replacing simple traditional grippers that required complex control strategies with extremely compliant and morphological complex filaments that can operate with a very simple co- uh, control said word in the harry levis and marilyn mcgrathy professor of engineering and applied sciences and co-corresponding author of the paper this approach expands the range of what's possible to pick up with robotic grippers
I mean they deserve it so yep okay there is a uh, one more article lithium extraction and geothermal energy a dynamic duo hmm okay interesting man let's see when it uh, the earth crust super hot rock holds the potential to provide clean renewable energy called geothermal energy there is a resource just waiting to be tapped however the development of geothermal energy over the past couple decades has been hampered by the significant upfront investment financial risk and a perceived cost higher than renewable like wind and solar but uh, that could all change if geothermal energy is paired with lithium extraction research from pacific northwest national laboratory pnnl shows the coupling geothermal energy production with lithium extraction could substantially lower the cost of geothermal developments and boost plant profitability plus it would provide a way to extract high demand minerals like lithium to manufacture batteries electronic vehicles and more geothermal development has been stagnant for the last 30 years due to economic and logistic constraints but coupling it with lithium extraction could make plants more profitable faster said dave goodman a pnl research analyst zero Uh, Ing is on the Salton Sea, an area with the abundant geothermal potential and lithium reservoir. Reserves. The research team took a close look at how various finance policy and technology scenarios could affect the time to profitability and project profits of geothermal plants in this in the region. Short-up permitting timelines, reduced construction costs, and government. subsidization could all increase geothermal viability but co-location with lithium extraction was shown to have the greatest potential to lower barriers and encourage successful future geothermal development ringing water and metal from stone in geothermal energy production water called brine is heated by super hot rock deep underground when the brine is moved to the earth's surface it's coolly it's cool rapidly producing steam that turns uh, turbines and generates energy then the brine is returned to the ground and continuing the cycle the united states has the largest known geothermal uh, resource in the world with an estimated potential to provide up to 10% of the total us electric ca- uh, capacity but geothermal resource at the salton sea don't just offer renewable energy the brine is full of minerals including valuable metals like lithium that could be extracted with the right technology demand for lithium a key battery ingredient is already high and expected to skyrocket up to 40 times by 2040 currently very lit- uh, little uh lithium is produced in the united states which imports most uh, lithium from the australia child and china creating a sustainable domestic supply of lithium has led researchers and developers uh, to get creative about how and where to extract more lithium one potential solution is to extract lithium from geothermal brine and promising location is the salton sea in california there is a lot of optimism around future lithium extraction technology explained patrick medic pnnl 
Our scientists, our research shows that if the technology work as planned, uh, they will uh, they will be a financial game changer for the geothermal industry. To determine just how much co-locating lithium extraction at geothermal power plants could potentially change the industry, researcher conducted a techno-economic uh, analysis to project plant profitability over time in the Salton Sea. Looking at different timelines, financing options and technologies, the researcher projected that incorporating lithium extraction would result in the biggest potential impacts of the geothermal plants, decreasing the cost of electricity generation, shortening the time to plant profitability and increasing net profit potentially many times over such changes would remove significant barriers to development in the geothermal industry building momentum for domestic lithium production. In 2020, the California Energy Com uh, Commission CEC estimated that the subsurface rock in the southern Salton Sea region contained subsurface brine with the potential of supply 40% of world lithium demand generated over 7 billion US dollars in annual revenue. The enormous potential of this region to produce clean energy and lithium is so promising that the CEC set up the Lithium Valley Commission to further investigate opportunity in this area, extracting lithium and a potential of other valuable earth minerals from geothermal brine avoids many of their environmental and social concerns associated with current lithium extraction methods because the brine is already brought to the surface to support geothermal development and uh, the additional impacts of adding lithium extraction to a geothermal plant are minimal and expected to have fewer environmental impacts than traditional hard rock mining while proving critical minerals for a clean energy future. PNNL is a leader in developing mineral extraction technology that could be used to collect lithium and potentially other rare earth minerals from geothermal brine, developing more environmental friendly lithium extraction technology would be a valuable step in meeting uh, with growing demand for lithium. Looking beyond lithium, PNL researchers have also studied strategies that uh, resource developers to government regulators and policymakers could pursue to improve the value of geothermal resources independent of lithium extraction. For example, innovative contracting approaches and support for resource identification could lower risk for developers, making geothermal more attractive investment option. Incentives supporting enhanced geothermal system could increase the number of sites in the U.S. suitable for geothermal energy production. This approach would support the growth of this renewable energy source to help meet base load power needs for the electrical grid. Renewables like wind and solar could provide up to 90% of our clean energy needs. But beyond that, there are diminishing returns. Geothermal could help close, uh, close the gap to achieve 100% clean energy because it provides a consistent supply of power and, and the potential for flexibility, said Dhruv Bhatnagar, PNL Senior Energy System Research Engineer. <laughs> In a separate report, PNL research found that reducing development developmental cost through incentives, modernizing contracting options, 
and valuing the grid service provided at the geothermal plants would help geothermal development to be competitive and profitable in, in time. One option for lowering the risk and cost of geothermal development in through is through a market-based approach that uh, appropriately com uh, compensates for the currency of geothermal energy. For example, the valuing geothermal firm capacity contribution in complementing low-cost but variable renewables like wind and solar could increase its market value and lead to quicker uh, return on developed instruments spurring industry growth. Finding ways to make geothermal more competitive on the market will open up opportunity to, to generate more clean energy in the future, explained Patnagar. This includes aligning markets and policies to leverage the value that geothermal can provide to the grid. Okay, okay, okay. So these are the things, these are the study findings given by us, uh, researcher and that how the lithium extraction from the geothermal expansion and everything. So, yep. Uh, as I previously dis uh, discussed that we have started a newsletter providing you the information from the uh, research industry. Of course, so please to sustain this mission model please subscribe to this newsletter to this newsletter otherwise it's not going to be um, sustained this business and not able to provide the information so yes at last i just want to say you guys keep researching stay curious stay healthy